Why, hello everybody, and welcome to another redonkulous episode of Phil and the Mike. I, as always, am Darren Michael, along with me, the man who was just announced will be presenting the NBA Finals trophy with Adam Silver, hopefully this week, Mr. Phil Calise. What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing well. Are you, you excited about presenting the, uh, the NBA Finals trophy? You know, I have a lot of gigs since this podcast has started. It's uh, a lot of awards, a lot of awards, also just a lot of side jobs. And like yep. this podcast, none of them pay me anything. <laughs> it's all about the recognition, man. Come on. Yeah, that's you know that's that. always what they tell people when they don't want to pay them for something. That's exactly right. So, so listen, man, we, you know, we missed, on? we missed our, uh, you know, our Sunday night. What's, what's Which happening? is sad. I Which know is it's sad. It's terrible, oh. man. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just suffering from, from, uh, you know, a lack of fill in my life. And I know, <laughs> I, I know all three of our fans are feeling the same way. So, you fill know, in the it, mic, fill in my life. I know, Phil, you can play, play, fit, fit, you can, you can use a lot of uh, fills to play off things. It's yeah, fun. but why is it? It's always Phil, and then you're changing my name. I, I'm just putting it out there. So, what, 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 what's new, my friend? Are you, are you still, are you still playing baseball or what, or coaching baseball? Uh, yeah. So, so the season hasn't ended. We did get knocked out of <sighs> All Stars in a heartbreaking semifinal loss, seven to six. Oh, I heard Tough about lost. that. I heard Tough about loss. That. I think I did. I share that with you. So that no, 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 no. Actually, was... I I read about it on on CNN, and then and then Trump started <laughs> posting fake news, fake news, and so they, I they wasn't did, sure. They if didn't you... lose. They didn't I wasn't lose. sure. That's right. The umpire so I... stopped the game. <laughs> That's after right. Six innings. They didn't lose. <laughs> I just wasn't uh, sure when I saw that. So so I yeah, I I, I need stuff. you to fill me in. Yeah, man. Well, uh, it was a fun experience. It was it was a yeah. fun experience. But now we have the remainder, the balance of the travel season. Okay. So we are about halfway through that. So we still got about three or four more games and then playoffs. So we go till uh, the first week of November. And then, wow. as you know, being a, uh, you know, you still remember living in the Northeast, correct? Of course, of course. So you know that by, you know, the first week of November, you know, the kids will be in uh, four, four button downs and, a, <laughs> and six Under Armour shirts to survive. <laughs> so that's when you got to wrap up baseball season. So it's a, it, it gets a little it will come to an end. It gets a little chilly, you know. I mean, I mean, I would say if you're little down, cold, little cold. If you're down here in Atlanta, you know, it's probably going to be, you know, around that time, it's probably going to be in the 70s, maybe upper 60s. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. My heart, my heart feels really bad for you. Get there's out of here. I, there's a there's a reason that I moved down here. You know that? Yeah, it's not it's not for the awesome people. You got to be doing it for the uh, weather. What? No, you mean it's not for the awesome football team. <laughs> It's not for the, the awesome football team. Falcons from Atlanta. Well, we got it. Listen, we got a fun-filled, action-packed show because when we do miss that one show in between, we have a ton of things to come at you with. Oh my so, gosh, do we have a ton politics, of politics, sports? Oh, we got to do. We got to recap last week, preview this week. Oh, it's it's going to be. Listen, a lot of stuff. It's going to be never ending. But before that, I, I'm going to I'm going to tell you my one story that I thought was pretty funny, and then and then we're going to jump right into some things. So All right, let's do it. So Brooke and I are leaving our neighborhood, and uh, we're just sitting at there's there's a light at the end of our neighborhood, and we're just sitting there, and, and a person rides by us on their bike, and she's like she's like Dad, I, I that's weird. I'm like what? And she's she's like I've never seen that kid before. And I'm like why? Do you know every kid in this development? And she's <laughs> like well. You know, I mean, I, I would have seen him on the bus. And I said, well, I go, the funny thing is, Brooke, I said, that's actually an adult. And she's <laughs> like, it is? And I go, yeah, it's actually a woman. And she goes, oh, I thought it was just a really ugly man. I'm like, what are you your talking about? so mean? I don't <laughs> know. Well, better I, question. I, Why has your daughter abandoned our podcast? Oh, you know what? She, <laughs> Let me tell you something. She, you know, she she dances twenty hours a week now. Uh, dude, she's and she's it. got no, homework, so she's I'm just yeah, kidding. she's crazy. And I and I said something to her. I'm like, listen, there's some things we need to talk about. You do it. I mean, it, you know, you want to get paid or what? Come on, let's go. So, well, do I got to start uh, bribing her? What is she like? I'll start sending stuff over to you. No, no, she's just she's just temporarily not on the payroll. She's I she's think she's temp- I think she's been. She, COVID has caused caused me to furlough her. Yeah, yeah. So, you need some PPE. Uh, you need a PPE loan to keep her afloat. That's ex- <laughs> oh, Damn! If only she was on. If only she was a W two employee. Ugh, you know what? Forget. Can so, we can we get a PPE loan for this podcast? 
no fake news. You can't get a PPE loan. No. <laughs> I don't All think we meet any of the qualifications. I know, but we throw no. an application and see what happens. You never know. They said they got a lot of money left over. So, well, then hey, you know, throw some our way. We can do some advertising. All right, let's okay. let's get into it, man. The topic yeah. of the day the debate last night all right you know we we talked about the presidential debate how everybody came together agreeing that it was just a cluster you know it was just a complete debacle this one last night i thought was was much different you know i thought it was really great that they had the plexiglass up there to separate two people that didn't have COVID. i thought that was really really a nice touch um but overall, I thought it was it was a much, much different feel. And I, I can't wait. I'm going to let you start us off on this one because uh, I, I do have a lot of opinions about yesterday. But I'm, I'm curious. Do you think that there was a clear winner in yesterday's debate? Um, a clear winner in yesterday's debate. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I do, actually. And I, we didn't preview the VP debate like we did the uh, – the first presidential debate. So I would look at it this way and I would have been So I think I got the, the, the presidential debate. I think I handicapped that pretty well in that I thought the bar was low for Biden. He'd clear yep. it. And I thought he would actually win that first debate. And I do think he did in some aspects. I, I think he, I think he did enough to kind of come out on top in a very subjective format, right. Where you're just kind of picking based on maybe a couple things here or there. Um, yep. Conversely, I thought Pence won this debate if we're going to go winners, losers, because of a few things. One, it's interesting. If you're the VP of a president who has a lot of accomplishments over a four year period, Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to have a debate because you can actually refer back to the record and say, here's the things we did while. And that's always why if you can run on a record and you're the incumbent you traditionally have a huge advantage because the other group is telling you what they they're going to do, but they have no track record. I know Biden's been in office a long time, but they don't have an immediate track record. Kamala Harris, again, sitting senator, she's got some track record. So they're a little bit more experienced than a lot of presidential and VP candidates. But say, right. to say that you still, if you're the sitting president with the VP and you have a lot of accomplishments, you have a leg up. And when you're, Somebody like Mike Pence, who's very even-tempered, a politician, somebody who knows how to give a zinger but do it very diplomatically, he's what we all refer to as a true, you know, even-keeled politician. You're never going to see him get too riled up. You're never going to see him get too high or too low. And he does counterbalance Trump very well. Um, Kamala Harris who I would have thought, and this is why if, I, if we had a preview, I would have said, I thought Kamala Harris, this is a very good format for her because she's a prosecutor. She was yep. an attorney general in California. She's got a prosecu- prosecutorial demeanor. And I thought right. she was decent on the Democratic debate stage. You know, there's a lot of people there at the time. I thought she mm-hmm. did a decent job. She had her moments. I thought she actually effectively took Biden down, which is ironic considering they're a tandem now. Um, but I thought what Pence did really well was just reflect on the record and say your record and, you know, in the past has not lived up to what you're saying you're going to do, but we actually did the following things, you know, whether we talked about, um, the first step act in getting, you know, low crime, um, you know, uh, that have disproportionately affected, uh, low, low income folks, you know, with, uh, with the crime bill that Biden had supported in the past. I think he did a good job Mm -hmm. talking about that. I think he did a good job talking about, you know, China and the relevance of bringing jobs back and how previous administrations were beholden to China and watched all the jobs go over there. Um, I think he did a good job with that. I think he did a good job of frame framing the coronavirus in that it was one of those things where it's it could have killed, unfortunately, a lot more people than it did. And yep. They did take a lot of measures. So while all the rhetoric says, you know, Trump doesn't wear a mask enough and he says stupid things, the reality of the what they did far out see, exceeded what is being portrayed. So I thought yep. he did a good job of just being even keeled, hitting her in a lot of areas, crushing her on the packing of the Supreme Court yep. where they just won't answer. But they are answering. If Amy Coney yeah, Barrett is, is confirmed they're just going to redo 150 year old history and just start adding Supreme court members. 
That's right. until they tip the scale in their favor. So if there's right. any issue where they blatantly told you what they're going to do, it's that. And I've, one more thing that I thought he did an excellent job with, he did an absolutely brilliant job talking about, um, I guess the debate moderator asked the question about, will you, ex- will you and Donald Trump accept the election results? Because yeah. that's a question everybody wants to throw at Trump and Pence, and I, yep. which is just absurd in this way. It's a fair question yep. to ask anybody, I suppose, but it's absurd sure. when, um, and I thought he framed it brilliantly back to Kamala Harris, which was, you know, it's ironic that I keep getting asked this question when they haven't accepted the election results of Donald Trump three and a half years into his presidency. And, and they've, that, it, that, that was, was a yeah. brilliant answer and turned it on its face to say, wait, how is the party that claims we're not going to be peacefully leaving the White House if we should lose the party that's right. that impeached him from the day he got in office and said his presidency was illegitimate for three and a half years, preaching to us right. about will we accept the election results? So when you put all that in a basket and I had much higher hopes for Kamala Harris than I did Biden, I thought she was not great. And I thought her inability to hide her faces and her her her, her very awkward chuckles and all that, I thought just Oof. came across very immature, came across very uh, novice, I thought, for somebody yeah. who's been doing it a while. And um, I think Pence being stone cold really helped in terms of like when he was sitting back listening, I just thought he had a better demeanor. So I thought he won pretty handily. And I thought Biden won the first debate against Trump. So whatever it's worth yeah you know you know and i i i actually i mean we do this a lot i agree with you um you know there was it was funny because i was i was watching i was watching the debate last night with my wife and she's really not into politics and she was just every time kamala harris would talk she was just super fired up and she's she claims that she's in the middle but she's just like i mean every two seconds she's like she's lying she's i can't believe she's saying that why isn't she answering the question i mean there were a few things that really really annoyed me um you know one was was just the looks that she gave i mean (laughs) and and the laugh i'm like you know and i'm like i mean really what i mean what is wrong with you i mean are you really that much of a of a snot i mean i'm like what is oh it just it really really got to me and then when she's like you know i didn't like when biden kept calling trump a clown and he's like, you know, he's like, shut up, man. You know, I like I, I didn't I thought that was really inappropriate. I didn't like that Kamala Harris. She kept it seems like when she got flustered, she would just say, um, hey, just let me can you please let me talk. Please let me finish. Well, it was funny when she would say, let me talk. And then she would say, I'm going to answer the question. And she would proceed to not answer the question at all. So she, got, that, she did that. that, like that three yeah, times. that was another thing. I mean, I, I really didn't I didn't hear her answering any questions. So. There was there was really no substance behind what she was talking about. And then I had some issues with the moderator because, you know, the moderator came up with 10 different topics, but they weren't there was nothing that was hard hitting. You know, there was nothing that that was really, really tough to answer. You know, I would have liked for her to Mm -hmm. say something about Russia, maybe about about Biden's son, Mm -hmm. you know, something like that. That's not going to happen. (laughs) No, but but. But put them on the defensive. Talk about some of the. Th- How about talk about some of the things that she said about Biden during their initial presidential debate? Now that's fair. Yeah. See that's now fair. now she said she said some awful awful things. I mean she called basically she called him. Uh, I, I mean almost a rapist. She called him a uh, uh, a racist. I mean I'm like, you know. Yeah, and, she called and him a bunch you know, of. She's ifs. on the ticket. Yeah, she called him a and, bunch and, of. Ifs, so I agree. You know, and and I and I, I found it to be really disappointing that she kept talking about her record, like her record was so great. Well, well, be, re- realize you know, this: if you just take Kamala Harris in a vacuum, forget Joe Biden for a second, and forget the idea that Kamala Harris is not your normal number two in charge. When the when your yeah. number one is seventy eight before he even comes into office, and yep. and has been listen factually resting for six months trying to just protect a a perceived big lead in this race there's this is not your normal number two so be that as it may just understand if you look at kamala harris in a vacuum she is wildly wildly unpopular and i say that factually and here's the facts she couldn't get five percent of the democrat primary vote in any state that's right i mean she got destroyed in not the debates just in terms of her own party wanting to put her at the top of the ticket 
No state yeah. even considered her. I mean, look at the states. Go back and look at where she was polling. It was so bad. And here's the cherry on top. She yeah. dropped out of the race before it even got to her home state of California because she was going to be embarrassed in her home state, which That's was right. going to be demoralizing to her to let that happen. So she's not even popular in her own state. Now let's take it even further. She's the minority candidate or she was the she was the Biden played his showed his cards early on and said he was going to name not only a yep. woman, but a woman of color was his words right. to be right. his VP. Right. So it was down to three or four people forever because yep. it really wasn't hard to figure out who he was considering. And he wasn't considering a man and he wasn't considering Elizabeth Warren, really. So it was really, yep. you know, Susan Rice, Kamala Harris, you know, that, you know, the names. And um, but what's what's ironic is that she's not popular amongst black people. She's just not. They yep. they see her record of prosecuting for minor infractions in California and throwing the book at mm-hmm. at uh, people of color in her state. And they are not fond of Kamala Harris. They viewed Kamala Harris for years and years and years as a very vile person, basically, who talked out yeah. of one side and then did something very different. So let's recap. She has a bad record in her home state. Her home state doesn't like her. She pulled miserably when she was running for president. And and what his perceived her perceived strength is bringing the black black vote to the table. The black community doesn't love her at all. Yeah. So she's not a really strong candidate to help Joe Biden. She's really not. The biggest thing helping Joe Biden is Donald Trump, not her. Yeah, well, and the me, coronavirus. Let me, let, me, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let's just kind of let's kind of uh, end end it with with this question. Okay, imagine that you are sitting right in the middle. You're independent. You don't know which way you're going to go, right? You see, you see Joe Biden, who's 78 years old, and you know, I mean, you know, he makes a lot of gaffes. Maybe, maybe you think that he's got some issues. Maybe you think he doesn't. Whatever. Obviously, Kamala Harris is going to be potentially the face of that party right she's going to have a lot more power than your typical vp mm-hmm. you know because joe 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 just can't get out and about he's just not he doesn't have the energy for it so she would be out and about doing things you're in the middle right now all right you watched the debate last night was there anything there that tells you that she is capable of being president um no you know what in fairness no i mean and it's and it's it's worse to me than her record. She's been a senator for a while. She's held some prominent positions. Attorney General yep. of a very large state like California. Yep. Um, she doesn't have a good track record. This is what I'm saying. I kind of yep. juxtapose Pence being able to speak to a good record of accomplishment. You may not see. Here's the thing. If you're an independent who leans left, if you're a liberal, if you're a Democrat, you may not like Trump's accomplishments, but he's got a lot of them. So the word accomplishment doesn't have to be positive, but he has a lot of things he got done in three and a half years. A lot, like a lot. If you just go down the list, he's gotten a lot done. If you're Kamala Harris, you don't have a great track record to run on. So you were tough on crime and now you're the party of we can't even prosecute anything. That's right. So That's she's right. in a sticky spot because her claim to fame for her whole career was being a fairly tough prosecutor on crime. And yep. she can't run on that record anymore. That's so right. when you're one accomplishment or you're one thing you could, you know, kind of kind of kind of dig your heels in and say, look what I did in California. Meanwhile, California has yep. run really badly, but that's not her fault. She wasn't she wasn't running the state of California. She was tough right. on crime, especially low-level crime. She really had more of a Republican, conservative-minded approach to stomping out crime. But she runs That's away right. from it now, and she can't even That's go right. near it. So what is she going to stand on? So it's a tough spot. I mean, I think it's very clear. If it was Pence against Kamala Harris for president, I don't think yeah. it's close. Because Trump is such a loose cannon, and because a lot of yeah. weird things happened this year with the coronavirus and all the rest of it. Yep. I yep. think he's in trouble, but I don't think it's because she's bringing much to the ticket for Joe Biden. I really don't. No, no. And, and let's be honest, the, the, the if Trump does lose this thing, it's going to be it's going to be because of Trump. 
It's because he's turned off so many people. And that's it's really unfortunate because, you know, most people aren't looking at the policies. They're not looking at, you know, how it's going to affect their life. They're people, just saying, oh, my God, I hate this guy. Listen, people and vote. I want him out. People vote. This is long studies have shown this. And I know we're going a little long on politics, but we didn't do a show this week. But listen, people vote. A large percentage of people vote on how somebody makes them feel. And yep. not on what they do. Because we have, we are inherently wired to be emotionally invested in things. And if you're emotionally yep. invested, you don't typically, if you don't have a logical kind of grounded personality and you can kind mm-hmm. of compartmentalize things because you're logical, if you're not logical, Trump is almost impossible to vote for. Yeah. If you're, you're right. logical, you could totally put his looniness and his, off the wire act that he has at times in his Twitter world, you could totally put it in a bucket and say he does 80 mm-hmm. percent of things I like and the things he says, I just turn off. But a lot of people aren't built that way. In general, you hate to stereotype, but women tend to be more emotional creatures, which is why he pulls miserably with them. And yep. he's yep. so so he you know, he his tough guy persona draws some people to him, but alienates as many as it draws to him. And when you put it all in a, in a, you know, in, in a, in a bottle and shake it up, it leads you to a spot where even with a great economy and then you get COVID hit and the whole thing yep. kind of falls apart for a bit, you could see why mm-hmm. he's trailing and whether the polls are accurate or not, it's not hard to believe he is trailing. Listen, I, I hear you. I hear you. All right. I want to I want to move on to a, a, a couple things that I thought were pretty funny, uh, not not at the debate, but but in reference to the debate. One that I, I just couldn't stop laughing was that the Trump campaign announced that they had uh, left an invite for uh, for the rapper Tupac Shakur to the VP debate last night. I just I thought that was hysterical. Oh, yeah. And that was playing on Kamala Harris trying to be cool on radio interviews, saying she used to smoke weed and listen to Tupac Shakur. After he had already yeah, her, her favorite, before, before he her, yeah, even her was favorite like a rapper. rapper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's been dead for twenty yeah. years, which I thought was funny. And then the other thing was, I don't know if you heard about this AOC, because you know she's so. You down with AOC? We all know her as AOC. Yeah, you know me. Yep, I know her. <laughs> I will not sing that version on, of the man. song. Um, so so she had uh, she she put out a series of tweets today because you know how she is, and uh, and and I guess she was referring to. Pence referring to her as AOC last night. And she wrote, that's Congresswoman Alexia Ocasio-Cortez to you. Wait, let me do it. That's Congresswoman Alexia Ocasio-Cortez. I like, I like her. <laughs> I like her. I like her. She's fiery. That's a pretty man. good accent. I like her. But, but you know what? I didn't see Trump saying, you know, when Biden was calling him a clown, I didn't say uh, that's President that's, Trump that's to you. That's President you know, but... Clown to you. That's President, that's that's President... President Bobo. <laughs> Please stop with all the garbage. It's only because I I did that Christmas I did that children's birthday party party when I was in China I used to be... and I dressed up at the hospital I dressed up as a clown in China just, China just because I was Ronald McDonald twice for Halloween Melania <laughs> told me it was okay stop it oh man and then I you know I'm watching I'm watching TV today right and they're showing a a, a uh, I guess Biden and um and Harris were were being interviewed someplace and it was just a little clip and they they said to him you know hey are you planning on packing the court, oh. um, you know, if, if, you know, this, this latest person gets in? And his response was, you'll know my opinion on the court packing when the election's over. Tell me if that's not a um... – Hello? Tell me, tell me mean... if that doesn't show you how the media is totally in their back pocket, that they're so Jeez. brazen that they would say, vote for me and I'll tell you after the fact. Like – I mean, I mean, literally, literally, if, if that's the point, if media, if the media is going to give them a pass on everything, they literally don't have to introduce that's anything. A, I mean, I mean they don't have to plagiarize. Yeah, they don't have to plagiarize the uh, the COVID-19 plan that the Republicans put out there, as as uh, as Pence alluded to last night. You know, they can basically just. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll you'll find out all that answer. Well, what's your plan for the economy? Oh, I'll, I'll tell you as soon as the election. I mean, really? Uh, Come uh, on. Well, it was better, I guess, than him being like, that's a bunch of malarkey asking me that. How many times are you going to ask me that malarkey? You ask me that malarkey one more time. I can't even fathom. You're trying to distract 
from what, Joe? It's a question. Just answer the question. That's malarkey. Yeah. I love when he says malarkey, though. That's the, I, I, I do. I do love malarkey. I do love malarkey. And then there's there's two other things on politics. I know we're, we're dragging out, but there was just so many, so many interesting things that happened. So I like today how this morning um, they announced that there would be a virtual debate for the next presidential election. Which I thought was just, I mean, it's like, okay, the, it, it's almost a week away. Did, did you really have to make that decision? And then did you make that decision without talking with Biden or Trump? I mean, they just kind of made it on their own. And Trump's response is, uh, no, I'm, I'm not partaking in it. I know, but d- just for a second, come on, just for a second. I, I, they should just mix it up a little. And instead of a virtual and you, the way you think, they should both come on with those big 3D glasses. And they should have swords in their hand and it should like they're virtually fighting each other and they're sparring in a virtual world with all this new virtual technology. That would be must watch TV. The 3D, the big mat, the whole the whole get up on. You see Trump in there. I'm going to bring you to China. We're going to fight in China, Joe. Come over to China. I would just be great. I would get such a kick out of it. Yeah, no, listen, that you can't have a virtual debate. You can't have a virtual debate. You either debate in person or you cancel it. You know, you just there's no virtual debate. They're supposed to debate three times. If Biden is that worried that Trump still got covid a week from now, even after he has three negative tests and his doctors have cleared him and Biden still doesn't want to be in person with him, then wait till the I think they have one more debate at the end of the month and just wait for that debate. We don't need three of those anyway. That was a waste of time. (laughs) <laughs> it really was. It really was. And the last thing that I want to talk to you about, which which I, I you know, even if I wanted to be on the left, you know, I mean, I like to think of myself more towards the middle. But it, Pelosi keeps coming up with with more and more stuff. And this one, you know, now now she's planning to to propose a bill to add the 25th Amendment which states it, it will it will help ensure effective and in, uninterrupted leadership in the highest office of the executive branch, a.k.a. in case he does get reelected. This is just another way that we can impeach. Do him. you know, though, Trump is probably like, there's 25 amendments. We have that many. <laughs> Man, <laughs> uh, listen, he's like, I know the I know the first one, but it's what, so yeah. bad. I listen, it's bad. I mean, it's, it's bad. Just, they just they they're it, anybody who thinks, though, that this Let's say I've heard people actually say, well, if Trump does win reelection because they can't like it, it it'll kind of things will die down a little. They're not. If he wins reelection, yeah. they're going to try to impeach him seven more times. That's what's going to happen. Oh, it'll be, all, it'll yeah. be another yeah. Yeah. mass circus for another four years. Not that I don't think the Republicans yeah. will make it a circus on Biden if Biden wins, because I think there's so much of animosity course. that they're going to do whatever they can. Um, but I, you yep. know, I do think it'll probably be less, less drama filled if Biden wins in terms of what the Republicans. I, I mean, do. I don't think it'll be as bad. Oh They're yeah, listen, just impeach Biden every day. Oh, absolutely. Well, no, but you know what? The the precedent has been set, oh, yeah. and that's that's the dangerous thing when you decide to to do things kind of off kilter because you don't like what's going on. That kind of thing is just, you know, now it's the next party. They switch and the next party does it. And then it's like, wait, you can't do that. And it's like, wait a second. We're just following oh, your lead. Well, that's, yeah. You know, and so it, it goes back and forth. And that kind of thing happens with Republicans and Democrats. And it has for a long time. And, you, you know, you've got to realize that that one of these days the shoe's going to be on the other foot. And so you just you, you can't be doing stuff like that, no matter how much you hate the president or not happy about whatever. You just can't do that. And not only that, it, it, it really, really makes you look very uncredible. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. So it's true. Hey, you know what, you know what time it is. So right? it, you know what time it is what it is. Thursday. Uh, how do you do it's, time? It's oh no. Thursday what, what? night football preview time. Thursday night football preview time. Well, why don't we, uh, why don't we recap our, uh, our college football oh, how do we last do? week? Give me and a I rundown. Think, I think, uh, well, listen. I mean, I mean, there were. I, 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 I think I got uh, eighty-seven emails, hate emails, talking about how they all put lots of money on the games that we picked, and we went two and we went two and four. Two and four, so almost break even. All right, we'll improve yeah, so, on that. So basically, we'll basically, so basically, I know, I know you, I know you read the New York Post. So basically, we, we, we did about the, the as well as the experts of the New York Post, which is pretty, pretty exciting. So I, I, I love doing the good, bad, ugly. So I'm just going to come up with a couple. You tell me if you agree. If you've got a few, throw them in there. Uh, good that I enjoyed seeing was was Georgia and Alabama. We were both a little bit worried about them, and they absolutely 
beat up their opponents. Georgia just destroyed Auburn. I mean, Auburn's a top 10 team, uh, no longer. And uh, Bama just just crushed A&M. A&M, a top 15 team? No, nah, I don't think so. And uh, and good on my part, I did tell you that Clemson was not going to cover, and they did not cover. They did not. Well, they went by 18 or 19 or something. Yeah, something like they that. Didn't they didn't cover. They didn't cover. The spread was 28. Good call. Was 20. They just, good call. They just – they're just not good crushing call. people. So that was a good, bad. And I thought about making this ugly, but the new rankings came out. The new top 25 came out, right? And I cannot even tell you how angry this makes me. And you and I have talked about this. I say you and I have probably talked about this for 10 years, easily, easily, about how you can't have early early season rankings, even a few weeks into the season. You really don't know what's going on, right? So... So now that the Pac-10 and the Big Ten or the Pac-12 or Pac-18, mm-hmm. whatever they're called now, now that they and the Big Ten, who doesn't, who has 12 teams in it, go <laughs> figure, now that they have decided that they are going to be playing, did you realize in the top 25, almost, almost 25% of the top 25 is by teams that have yet to take the oh. field? All right. Ohio State, 6, Penn State, 9, Oregon, 12, Wisconsin, 16, Michigan, 20, Minnesota, 25. For those of you at home, that's six teams out of 25 that are, that are now ranked that have not even taken a snap right. yet. It's all, about, it's all about, you know, if they would just start the rankings in October, November, it would be a much better time. But... And, you, and, you know, I, listen, it's ridiculous. But – uh, along those same lines, I decided to look on, uh, I don't know, I think it was ESPN, and I wanted to see what, after two weeks or three weeks, what, what the Heisman race looked oh, like. And number one is your boy yep. Trevor Lawrence. Has, they have him as be. the number one guy. Number two is my guy, Kyle Trask, 10 yep. touchdowns in two games, Very which impressive. is pretty impressive. Number, number three, okay, who's ahead of a bunch of other guys that have done really Trust well so far is uh Justin Fields, Justin Fields. Yeah, cool. he, he's he's right he's ranked number three on the Heisman watch right now has not played <laughs> yet okay what is wrong with people I'm sorry what is, he's a great player I'm not gonna say he's not in those teams that are ranked in the top 25 you know they're good teams but yeah, really it's... I mean what what is wrong with people I just I, I just don't get it and then and then I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in I'm gonna go into ugly because this is just disgusting right Oklahoma loses to Iowa State. All right. So beginning of the season, they're ranked number three. Now they're out of the top 25. Okay. Great job with that ranking. Right. So that is just as ugly as they come. And then, uh, and then my, my other really ugly is, uh, is University of Central Florida. Surprisingly enough, they've actually turned into a, a, a powerhouse of a football team. That, that's, they've got a really great program there. Tulsa just ended their 21 game. Oh, Tulsa Green okay. Wave, baby. Tulsa? I didn't even know Tulsa had a football team. So just very, very disappointing. So that's that's the recap on the college. Um, now, I think we were, was it college that we were going to do a little bit differently, that I was going to pick three? Yeah, gonna just, pick three I'm going to pick three, the three I feel most comfortable picking, and then I'll turn it over to you and you pick your three. Okay. With the spreads, of course, and we'll see if we can okay. win some people money out there. Yeah. So – so go here for we go. It. go and I'm it. going off the ESPN spread line, so hopefully you use the same. Okay. So the first game I'm going to go with is I'm going to take North Carolina laying five points against Virginia Tech. And it's actually a both ranked. North Carolina is up to eight, which, again, the rankings are what they are. Virginia Tech's 19. I'm going to take North Carolina, lay the five points because of a couple reasons. Virginia Tech's done a fabulous job so far because they're dealing with mass COVID outbreaks. They've had a lot of players out with COVID. Um, they've used a lot of backup players and they've had some easy games early on, but I think they take a big step up in competition. I don't think all these guys are back yet. So I think this is a, a COVID laden, which is a once in a lifetime thing to say COVID laden Virginia tech team traveling to North Carolina. I think they get whacked. So take North Carolina lay five. Um, I'm going to make this pick and it's not a pick I even want to make, but Actually, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I was going to do it. I'm not going to do it. All right. Second game, <laughs> okay. I'm going to go against your Clemson's <laughs> not that good theory. They're playing the U, the okay. chain gang, Miami. Miami comes in, ABC, game of the week, seven versus one. Clemson's laying 14 points. Oh, my goodness. That spreads gigantic. Clemson, Clemson by four touchdowns. <laughs> and 
And oh, I'm going to well. go against my Notre Dame. Florida State, Notre Dame. Florida State is not good, but Notre Dame's given 21 points, and Notre Dame has had a lot of people out with COVID. They haven't played in two and a half weeks. They just started practicing again, and I don't think you can game speed in practice when you got half the team out. I think they're going to be a little flat in the first half. I think they're going to take a half to get going after two and a half weeks off, and I just think 21 is too many points, so I'm going to take Florida State plus 21. So, Seminoles plus 21, Clemson laying 14, and uh, North Carolina laying five. What do you got? I, I, can, I can respect those. I'm not even going to comment on them because I disagree with two of those picks. But that's not important. That's not important. I am going to start off by uh, looking at the University of Florida minus six and a half at hmm. Texas A&M. I saw what, what happened at Texas A&M last week, and I know looking from week to week, it's not supposed to be a good thing. And I, I know that University of Florida has not really put together the kind of defensive effort that's needed. They've, let, they've allowed a lot of points. But you know what? I think they're sitting there at, at four, and they're saying, listen, we think we're as good as Alabama. Alabama just dismantled Texas A&M. We're going to go in there and we're going to do the same thing. I see Florida putting a 50 spot up on this on this game and, and coming out maybe uh, 50 to 28. I think this is going to be a high scoring event. And I think the cover of the six and a half is uh, is pretty much a given, pretty much a hmm. given. I'm going to stick with the SEC and I'm going to look at number 14, Tennessee at number three, Georgia. This spread is 13 and a half points. And I know Tennessee is is a decent team. And I know that they, I think they won their last five games last year. And I think they're, they're three and zero this year. So, I mean, this is a team that's got some momentum and they're playing good ball, but let me tell you something, man, I watched Georgia play. I've watched their last two games since, you know, I'm, I happen to be in Georgia country and everybody watches the game. So I just happened to be out watching the games, man, I was way wrong on Georgia. They are, I think they arguably might be one of the fastest teams in the country. They are lightning quick. And I think they are going to absolutely pummel Tennessee. I do not think this thing is going to be close. I think they are absolutely going to hammer them. I think Tennessee is going to have a lot of trouble scoring. And Georgia is just going to put up some crazy, crazy points. And quickly, I think this could be this could be way out of reach just in the first half alone. So, uh, so I'm excited about that. And then the last game that I'm going to pick, I refer to this as the crap mm-hmm. game of the week, meaning it is just garbage it is just garbage and it's two teams that i just feel are awful and that is <laughs> texas versus that was oklahoma. the game i was gonna go to by and the oklahoma way. and i backed out at the last oh, minute. God. i mean can you get more can you get two more disappointing teams i guess i guess florida state versus oklahoma would be more, more disappointing but i mean what a garbage garbage game you know i mean this 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 first off i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that this final score is probably 73 to 70 and uh the the spread on this thing is is oklahoma by two and a half i think they're gonna end up i think they're end up gonna end up uh kicking a field goal in the fourth <laughs> overtime to beat them i think there's gonna be about 1600 combined yards and probably like 13 or 14 total touchdowns this game is going to be as ugly as they come and uh, they're going to put uh, – they're not even going to know what the defense they're, – they're going to interview them afterward, and they're going to say, how do you think the defense played? And, the, and they're going to be like, um, there was no defense playing tonight. So it's going to be just, just the ugliest game you've ever seen. But it's going to be high scoring. And like I said, 73 to 70. Who do you got? If, you uh, I, the over under okay. – I'm taking Oklahoma. I think they're going to be – I think, and I think I said that. They're oh, going to kick a okay. field goal in the fourth overtime. So if you're if you're picking the the over under on this thing, it's over all day long. I don't care if it's a hundred points. You mm-hmm. you got to pick the over. It's going to guarantee to to win you some money. So so I'm liking the college football picks. I, I think that uh, then we're in be- we're we're in better shape. But uh, I think Let's we need to it. move to NFL. And uh, and I refer to this one. I think last week was the week of the injury. I think this one we're going to refer to this week as the week of the. Uh, they're going to say the week of COVID. As COVID, there are because half the teams are getting COVID. The week. You know, no, I, I, the week of the spread, I'm looking at these spreads and I'm like, all right, what the heck are we supposed to do here? There's four games out of the whole gamut of games that are being played this week that are less than a touchdown spread Four. that's it. Only four. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, so, so it's pretty crazy. So 
what were your uh, what were your thoughts of uh, of last week? What did you what did you see last week that you um, liked? Well, listen, I mean, you gotta like the fact. Uh, I guess there's a couple places we can go. We can go with um, the Eagles, a gritty win in San Francisco. The NFC East is really yeah. bad. I mean, I pegged it as being the worst in the conference, but man, it's worse than I thought because. Yep. While I may be able to pat myself on the back for calling the NFC East was, is going to be the worst, I have the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, and right now they don't look like a Super Bowl team. So they're part of the reason the NFC East stinks. I yeah. mean, I gave up 49 points to the Browns. Yeah. Um, so Eagles, yep. good. I mean, I thought that was a gritty win against, I know, a banged-up Niner team, but still a good win. The Packers look phenomenal. Yep. Um, the Packers just look yeah, phenomenal. 4-0. Um, they're just – Rodgers looks like he's been rejuvenated. I know we joked that they didn't give him a lot of weapons, but it looks like the old Aaron Rodgers that could take any group and win. Um, so phenomenal on yep. that front. Yep. Um, I mean, there's a couple other things. I thought the Vikings were, were, you know, showed a little heart. They've been a playoff team for years. They went to Houston and beat them. I thought that was a good win. Um, yep. So there was a couple yep. things to like. I Maybe the biggest thing to like is if you're looking at, at uh, Buffalo, and you see a team who's 4-0, who's handled a few different types of games. They they handled beating a good Rams team and had a, blew a big lead, came back yep. and won. Then they go out to Vegas and beat the Raiders. I mean, they look like they're the real deal. Um, so I thought those were some things to highlight in terms of good, ugly. I mean, we didn't really ever talk about the Jets on Thursday night. They're as ugly as it gets. I mean, they're so <laughs> embarrassing. Um, there's no words. They're as ugly as Adam Gase's eyeballs. Um you know, that was ugly. Um, the uh, To be honest, I think another team you might want to highlight in the ugly department is the um, Cardinals, who yep. I had some high hopes for, who go lay an egg yeah, in Carolina and yeah. lose. And, um, and Kyler Murray has been a little erratic. So I thought, you know, he's having a little bit of a sophomore slump. Yep. I'm sure he'll rebound because guess what? He gets the Jets this week, so that'll work. But, you know, um, and then a shout out. I mean, a shout out to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Joe Burrow's had a tie, a loss, a win all in his first four weeks. So Joey B has got the hat trick. That's there. right. So good, good, uh, good start to his early career. So I think I'd, that's what I would say about last week. What about you? Not to like about last week, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm like a, a stat guy. I like records, things like that, you know, and I, it's incredible how wrong we were about Josh Allen. I mean, the guy is He's been, you know, four and zero this year. He's thrown twelve touchdowns. He's got one interception. I mean, I mean, unbelievable. Joe Burrow just set a rookie record. I mean, do you know he he's had three hundred yards in three straight games? Never been done by a rookie. How incredible is that? Yeah, he's been good. Uh, it's unbelievable. Um, Justin Herbert actually looks real. I mean, it's unbelievable. That guy looks like he's got some talent. Um, but the, the thing that I love the most, and, and I'm such a huge fan of this guy, I keep talking about him, how he's like negative 4% body fat, DK Metcalf. The guy's got six, the guy leads the league in receiving yards with 403 on 16 receptions, all right? 25 yards a catch this guy is averaging. That's unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. So uh, got, I'm loving it. He's got a good quarterback thrown to him, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's unbelievable, and he's, he's just a beast. He's just a beast. Uh, bad, it, obviously, the Texans. I mean, 0-4, really? I mean, come on. You guys were supposed to be better than that. Uh, Eagles were supposed to be better. I'm glad that they finally won a game, but it took them scoring two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Not impressive to me. Ugly, you're, you, you got it right on – you hit it right on the head when you said the cards, losing to the Panthers. I mean, I think I asked you about that, and I said that would get you to take the Panthers, and you said nothing. So and I meant I mean, yeah, I know. I know. So that, that's just that's just ugly. And then and then obviously the Cowboys. I mean, they're down 41 to 14 going into the fourth quarter. They end up scoring 24 points in the fourth quarter. Dak had 502 yards passing and four touchdowns. But who cares if you're still going to lose by 11 to the Browns? <laughs> and, you know, it's funny. You know? I, I'm watching that game and the Browns were in big trouble. And then Beckham had a 50, 50 yard end around for a touchdown. Yeah, the, the Browns were starting to like collapse yeah. that lead. But yeah, yep. it is a joke that the Cowboys have no defense. So yeah, with all yeah, that so offense was... and they can't win is bad. So it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. So so overall, I thought it was a it was a good week. Let's let's jump on our NFL pick six. I love I love seeing your picks for the week, man. This is just this is just some good stuff. So I just picked. Uh, you know, I like I like to pick 
some of the the lowest spread games because those are the, the tougher. Well, actually, they're all tough. Let's be honest. And then I pick a couple higher ones. So the first game I'm going to throw at you is uh, is Carolina at Atlanta. Atlanta is favored by two and a half points. Yeah, I'm going to stick on the anti-Carolina bandwagon, and maybe it's just going to burn me all year. There's always one or two teams that I'm just wrong on all year, and maybe yep. the Panthers are going to be considerably better than I thought, but I'm going to assume the Falcons uh, get their first win this week, and I'll take the two and a half. I mean, on on paper, the Falcons are a much better team, but, you know, Teddy Bridgewater, that guy, he, he you know, every time somebody gets rid of him and they say, hey, you're, you're <laughs> just not good – he ends up uh, – it looks like he's going to be a little bit of a better signing for Carolina than Nick Foles. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> you know, what about, uh, what about Indianapolis at Cleveland? Cleveland getting two and a half points at home. Yeah, this is a, this is a little bit of an odd spread. I think it's a little bit of a, a pick against – I think it's a little bit of Vegas being cautiously optimistic on what the Browns are. Yep. Um, and the Colts have been, you know, consistent this year. I haven't loved what Philip Rivers has given them. I think, um, I think there's a lot to be desired with what he was supposed to be the, the final piece to that team. Um, yep. And I'm usually the guy who says, you know, when the spread is is awkward, it's weird. You know, bet with the, you know, bet with Vegas. Don't bet against them. But I'm going to take the bait here, and I'm going to take the Browns getting two and a half at home. I just think, I, I just think, think they I just think they're a better team. Yeah, that I mean, I think that 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 appears to be a pretty uh, pretty safe pick. Now, this game is this game. I mean, it's Thursday night when we're recording this, and this game is already going on. So I already know what your pick is. So uh, I'm just going to let you talk about it. But Tampa Bay at Chicago. Chicago's getting five and a half points at home. Yeah, I mean, the thought here is, and I haven't looked at the score in a little while. The thought here for me is just. Um, I don't love I don't love Tampa Bay to the point where I want to give that many points yet. I do understand that they're you know they're a decent team. I think you're going to get at Brady's age some stinkers yep. he'll throw in. I think sure, for sure. the most part he'll be you know he'll be fine. Um, but I got to say what I like about the Bears is more more about the fact that it's now Nick Foles' team. I can't stand Trubisky. I think he's awful. <laughs> so to me. And, and, I mean, listen, proof is in the pudding. I mean, they won a couple games, and they still benched him because he stinks. I mean, he stinks. Yep, you can't right. have a consistent team with him. So, to me, Foles kind of balances that out. He is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. He did wonders with that Eagle team. And I think if yep. Foles can do anything, he can take a decent roster and win with them. I think he could be yep. a competent quarterback that doesn't put you in a hole, doesn't do anything so crazy. He'll make a few big plays. So, I kind of like them getting the five and a half at home. Yep. Yep, that's probably a good call. Probably a good call. How about Jacksonville at Houston? And this is this is another one of those games where, you know, does Vegas know something that we don't know? I mean, Jacksonville is obviously not a great team. Houston's played terrible. Yet Houston's favored by six and a half points. Yeah, this is this is a game where I'm gonna lay the six and a half. And listen, Deshaun Watson has gotten forty million dollars this year and he's worth four million. I mean, he's been bad. He hasn't been useful. You know, they took Hopkins away, what have you. I just yep. think, though, what you're going to see here is there was a lot of turmoil around Bill O'Brien. And I know I know fans in Houston wanted him out for the last few years. He's been yep. the pseudo GM and he's not been a really good coach, although they've been in the playoffs a lot. So you can't you can't knock that. Um, but yep. I know he's rubbed a lot of players the wrong way. And I think they fired him this week. And I think they're going to have a a very, very strong performance to show like, hey, you know, it was his problem, not ours as a team. So I think you get a big effort out of the Texans this week. All right. All right. I can see that. What about uh, number five, Cincinnati at Baltimore? Baltimore favored after they put up a stinker last week, if you ask me. Minus 13 and a half. Um, I'm becoming a big Joe Burrow guy, I got to say. I think that's a lot of points. Um, I think Lamar Jackson has been a little banged up all week. Um, yep. I've been seeing he's questionable, but he's going to play most likely. But, you know, even if he's a little bit uh, reluctant to use the legs to run, um, that takes away a strong part of his game. I could see the Ravens being very conservative, running the ball. They're going to win the game, but yep. maybe not get the shootout or the, uh, you know, the great Lamar Jackson that tends to dominate the we weaker teams in the uh, in the NFL. So I could see this game being, you know, 28 17 type of game where they just don't cover yep. yep yep last but not least that last but not least uh across the river well not, not really across the river but uh new york giants 
at Dallas. Dallas is favored by nine and a half. Can they actually finally show us that they are a good team capable of destroying one of the worst teams in football? So this one's interesting in that the perceived or not perceived, the the strength of the Cowboys is clearly their offense. The yep. weakness of the Giants is probably their defense. I mean, I, I don't think the Giants are a very good defensive team, although they played a good defensive game last week. The yep. Giants' strength is probably their offense, and the Dallas defense is not good. So on the <laughs> surface, on the surface, you could say, man, this game's got, you know, I don't know, 35-28 written all over it, 35-24 written all over it. But I got to say, I think the disparity between these two teams is very big. And I still think the Cowboys run away with the NFC East. I just think it may now be nine wins instead of the 11 or 12, I thought. But nine wins might still win this division by three games. Um, And uh, I I just think the Cowboys' offense is going to just put up a boatload of points on the Giants. So I could see this game being in the, you know, 42 to 24 42 you know 28 range I, they'll give up points the cowboys because they don't stop anybody but i think they come yep we shall see we shall see well you heard it here first phil's pick six so those of you that are listening if you want to make some money lock it down jump, phil jump, has spoken jump on the board jump on the board jump on the board choo choo the phil train has left the station <laughs> i gotta have a big week this week that's it now I know I know we talk we talk a lot of football, which is which is great, which is great because we're both huge football fans. Let's talk. Uh, I want to talk a little basketball, a little uh, little baseball before we end this thing. Uh, baseball wise, are you are you keeping track of what's going on in the playoffs? Yeah, I've been actually very locked in. I've enjoyed the baseball playoffs, and I know we didn't really preview them. Um, yep. My World Series pick, which me and my son made picks, and I went okay. with I went with the. Um, um, I went with Tampa and the, uh, and the, so I'm, I'm wrong. I went with Tampa and the Padres and the Padres are about to get knocked out. Um, and I was just picking against, I was trying to pick against the Dodgers because they always choke in the playoffs and I was trying mm-hmm. to find an angle and I'm just, you know, the Braves made some sense and listen, the Braves are a good team. Um, yeah. it should be a good series. Braves and Dodgers should be a good NLCS. Um, I think that's a fun one. And as we speak, the Astros up upset. Not only upset the Oakland A's, they swept them. Um, swept. Well, they went they went three to one. They went three to one. No, they swept them three. Didn't they? Oh, they won three no, to one. They, they went three to one. Yeah, okay. three to one. Atlanta well, Atlanta swept the Marlins. Atlanta swept. I think the Dodgers are on the verge of sweeping, and the Yankees yep. Rays are going five. It's two two. Um, yep. The Yankees just won today. So I mean, That's I right. think I think you got you know. Listen, I think. Uh, I think it's interesting. I think the the Dodgers Braves, which is what it's going to be, could be a really good seven game series. Um, yeah. The Dodgers are probably the better team, but I think it's a fun series with a lot of talented players. So I'm gonna be really locked into that. The Yankees Rays are going to have an epic game five, and anybody that's watched this Major League Baseball season even a little, they've had some wars this year. The Rays and Yankees, they've had fights, they've had a lot of issues, even in the COVID world where they're not allowed to fight, they've had fights. So you know it's bad. Um, yep. So it's going to be an interesting game five. The Astros are kind of the wrinkle in all this because to me, they're not a good team. I know they have some holdovers that have been in World Series, but they have no pitching. I mean, they don't have Verlander anymore. They don't have Granke. That's right. They don't have That's Garrett right. Cole. I mean, the whole, yep. you know, yep. um, their whole rotation is is not what was the last few years in the playoffs. So not at all. They went. Not at all. They went. They were an under 500 team this year. Albeit 60 games, but if this is a normal season, I mean that projects out to be an under, you know, an under 80 win team. Um, That's right. And they're going to play right. in the ALCS uh, because they got some they got some guys who can hit, and they they got some guys who have been there, done it. But they have no pitching, yeah. so I got to think whoever comes out of the Rays Yankees gets the World Series. I think the Astros run ends there, but yeah, yeah, I I I I tend to I tend to agree. I mean, it's it's. You know, it's crazy that, that basically three teams have already been decided, and then you've got the New York-Tampa Bay 2-2. I mean, that that's pretty serious. And that that was the – I think that was the series that we all thought was going to be the closest. I mean, I – I, I, I didn't think that I didn't think that the Padres were going to be able to hang with the Dodgers, even though the Padres had a great season. I just think the Dodgers are just Did, just a really strong. team. So so that series. So I was interested in that series because I really like the Padres. I think their long term future is great. They got some long term. Yes. But what, yes. I don't know if you saw the game, but so the Dodgers are up one game one one oh last night. 
and uh, Fernando Tatis hits a bomb to dead center late, yep. late in the game, and Clay Bellinger robs him of a home run to take keep the yep. lead. And that might have turned the series because if that ball goes over the fence and the Padres win that game, it's 1-1, and Clay Bellinger made a fabulous catch over the fence. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, I mean, catch. absurd. Yeah. So, I mean, they kind of went toe-to-toe with the Dodgers last night in a big spot, but Clay Bellinger saved the day. So hats off to the Dodgers. Maybe they finally win one World Series in their 20 chances in a row. We'll, <laughs> we'll keep our fingers crossed. And then I'm going to I'm going to move on to NBA. You know, uh, at, at the moment, the Lakers are up three games to one. And uh, and I know kind of you and I have the same perspective about this. And that is like, you know, who really cares? I mean, it's you know, you're, you're talking about an NBA that is basically ruled by LeBron James. I mean, it's they basically taken the, the perspective of, hey, LeBron, what do you want? Yes. Okay, LeBron, we'll do it. Okay. Okay, sir. Yeah. Oh, you want us to call you sir? No problem. No problem, LeBron. Well, and and I mean, it's a bunch of crap. And so finally, it looks like it looks like Adam Silver is is showing that 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 he he actually can stand up. And he announced today that they're not going to be putting any more messaging um, on the floor during the games next year. So he's finally putting his foot his foot down. But you know, it's just I, driven I, by ratings are in the toilet. They're losing the a ton of terrible. money. Um, if, if they're, if they can't bring people into stadiums and they've obviously lost some revenue and then the playoff TV ratings are in the toilet, I mean, they're going to have to back off some of that stuff because it's obviously not playing well on at home. So that's exactly right. It's exactly right. If you, and and it's, it's nice that you, that you brought up the ratings, you know, game two were was six, 6.1 million people. That was the lowest all time for a finals game. I mean, that's pretty crazy. And if you thought that was bad, game three was actually 5.9 million people. So it actually went down on Sunday. So you had back to back of the lowest viewership in the history of, uh, of the NBA finals, which I, I which, thought was which, just, which, you know what, if it was like two, two upstart teams or two teams, nobody liked or whatever, you got the Los Angeles Lakers and the Miami heat. So you got two big markets. You got the most glamorized franchise in NBA history with the greatest player in the last, yep. you know, three decades uh, on the team. So this isn't like a case of uh, this isn't a case of not having the right teams. And you got people locked down with COVID where, I mean, nobody's doing much. So the fact that I've heard people say, well, the NBA finals is, you know, uniquely now in October and they're competing with the NFL and they're competing with Major League Baseball playoffs. I don't think that's relevant at all. Um, the, 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 most of these finals haven't even been head to head with any major competition to talk about. Um, that's right. You know, the NBA, right. they, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where the ratings are clearly in the toilet because not because of, of um, not because of, I think, uh, you know, standing for an anthem or anything like this isn't about that. It's, I mean, they got stuff written all over the court. Every player's got stuff written on their jerseys. It, it's, it's so, so in people's faces that I think even people that just want to tune in to watch a basketball game are going, mm-hmm. this is just too much. Even people that are liberal. I think are yep. tuning it out saying it's just too much. And even That's if right. you got young kids, like you may just like not want to be in the position of like them asking, like, what is all this stuff on the court? Like what's going on? Like if you got real young kids that don't understand, they just want to watch a basketball game. You know, it's like, it's That's just right. too much. So I think, I think it'll, ba- it, it has to back off because the ratings are in the toilet so badly. So. That's exactly right. It's exactly right. So I'm going to, I'm going to leave you with three quick uh, tidbits that I think are, uh, are pretty interesting. Just wanted to kind of get your reaction on these. Your boy, Golden Tate. Did you hear he was in a little bit of a, uh, a quarrel on the field the other day? That's a family squ- scuffle. Yep. That's a family. A family. You don't see that very often on the football field, but it turns out, I guess, Jalen Ramsey was, was, uh, was on the other team and they got in a fight over uh, Brianna uh, not Brianna Tate, Brianna, yeah, Brianna Tate. Yeah, his uh, sister, Golden it, Tate sister. Yeah. Right. So it turns out Jalen Ramsey left her last year for a Las Vegas dancer while she was pregnant. I didn't know. I didn't pregnant. actually so, know that detail. Okay. You didn't know that detail? Yeah, yeah. So, so just some, some real, real quality stuff there. I mean, Bro- I mean, brother's I mean, got his sister's back. Let's go. Listen, it is what it is, and and you know what? I mean, come on, like, like like 80% of, of people, you know, haven't left their, their wives for a Las Vegas dancer. I mean, it happens all the time. Oh yeah. That's just, yeah. It's running the mill. <laughs> this was great. And I don't know if you heard about this one. Did you hear about the new NASA toilet? I have not heard about this. Yeah. It's, it's actually, it's actually to, to be able to, to take into space because I, I guess that there was, there was a problem. The, the existing toilets were, I guess, allegedly not female friendly, whatever that means. 
So they have developed a new female-friendly toilet that they can take into <laughs> space. Okay. How much did it cost to develop this thing? Eh, just about $23 million for a toilet. Oh, it's a little, a little bit pricier than my Kohler, which I think cost a, a cool three fifty. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I heard that, and I'm I, like, literally, I had to do a double take, and I'm like, that, listen, that can't be right. I mean, wow. you know, I, I mean, even, even Trump's gold-plated gold, uh, toilets don't cost $23 million. So. And then the, uh, the last thing, I know how excited you're going to be about this, but Mission Impossible 7 is currently being filmed. I'm a huge oh. fan of that, even though I think even though I think Tom Cruise is a complete nut job. I love that. Uh, I love that. I love the fact that they're they're planning another two after that already. So uh, I'm excited. Well, I know you're excited about that too. Oh, I am. I am very excited. The last one I saw, I think, was Mission Impossible Two. Maybe I did see <laughs> three. I accidentally may have seen a piece of four. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I turned to my wife and said, oh, my gosh, they've made five of these. And now you just broke, oh broke, broke news to me by telling me that they've made seven. You know, so nice. they just they just they actually just keep getting better. I enjoy them more and more. I've I've, I've been watching the reruns in the past few days. I got uh, uh, I showed I showed uh, number. Which one did Trisha watch with me? Number five, number four. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. She watched God, one the other day and she actually enjoyed it, which was God, great. God bless Trisha for dealing with you. Oh. Shout out, know, shout out know, to seriously. Trisha. Hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> so all good stuff, my man. Be well. And uh, I will look forward to uh, to another episode of Fill in the Mic. Remember, if you're out there listening, and I'm sure that you're enjoying it because it's an awesome podcast, <laughs> one of the best out there, uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family, tell people you like, tell your coworkers, tell people you hate, That's it. anybody. That's it. Let's spread the word. Let's spread some love. Fill in the mic is the way to be. All right, my man. Thanks, everyone. Talk to you soon. Take care. See you soon.